Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Cuts and boosting education spending. Or on what Governor Youngkin is proposing. I'm Shana Stulen. A peaceful transition of power. Maryland's outgoing governor working with the governor-elect on budget issues as the state has a surplus. It's midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Twitter owner Elon Musk has suspended the accounts of some journalists who covered him and the platform. CBS's Carter Evans spoke to Alex Stamos, a cybersecurity expert and director of the Stanford Internet Observatory, about Musk and Twitter hypocrisy. The way Musk uses his platform to attack opponents is thrusting him into the political spotlight. That includes his recent release of the so-called Twitter files, which allege bias in reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop and... And Trump's ban. Is there a smoking gun in the Twitter files? There's no specific smoking gun. There's a, a huge amount of hypocrisy from Musk himself, where he will say that this is scandalous, but then he will use the exact same techniques against anybody who's critical of him. In the South, a massive cleanup is underway after a swarm of deadly tornadoes, 21 in Louisiana alone, ripped across four states. CBS's Elise Preston is just outside New Orleans. Now I have nothing. This hurts to see everything that she worked so hard for just in a matter of seconds, just at all disintegrate. In less than 10 minutes. Margarita Lopez and her son Manny had just seconds to take cover in their hallway as the tornado hit. The tornado took their roof and shattered most windows. They had just bounced back from Hurricane Ida last year. I have faith, I do believe, and I'm going to manage. It was an awful day on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 2.2%. The Nasdaq was down 3.2%. The S&P 500 fell 2.5%. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says fears of a recession helped cause the rout. The day after the Federal Reserve raised short-term interest rates by a half of a percentage point, investors sold stocks. With rates this high, the fear is that consumers and businesses will pull back. And there was additional data out that did show a softening of consumer spending in the retail sales report. Former President Trump's big announcement turned out to be that he's selling digital trading cards with his face on them for $99 each. Larry Sabato is the director of the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. People assumed and speculated that it was about a presidential contest or about Kevin McCarthy's bid to be speaker or some other serious topic. And for this to be the announcement, it's like the boy who cried wolf. The next time, I don't think people are going to pay as much attention to whatever announcement he claims he's going to make. Some law enforcement officers in Louisiana have been indicted for their roles in the deadly 2019 arrest of Ronald Green. The charges range from negligent homicide to malfeasance. They had initially blamed his death on a car crash. This is CBS News. Cancer doesn't ring the doorbell when it shows up. The Innova Seville Cancer Screening and Prevention Center. The first facility of its kind in the DMV screens for common cancers, including lung, skin, prostate, and breast cancer that may not be showing signs. Because cancer often arrives without calling first, visit anova.org slash prevent. That's anova.org slash prevent. WTOP at 1203. Good Friday morning, December 16th, 2022. Any lingering showers overnight will end with lows in the 30s and 40s by daybreak. We're at 39 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. 
and Dean Laneby. Thank you for taking us along for your Friday morning ride, topping the local stories we're looking at for you at this midnight hour here on WTOP. A pregnant woman is where we begin, whose body was found inside a Silver Spring apartment is identified this morning. She was 26-year-old Denise Middleton, and Montgomery County police believe she was killed sometime in October, more than a month before her body was found. Middleton's body was found while police were serving a search warrant at the time of the shooting death of a convenience store clerk a week ago at this time. The cops searched 31-year-old Tory Moore's home. He's accused of shooting and killing the clerk during an argument, and now he's charged with first-degree murder this morning for Middleton's death. She had been shot several times. Investigators say it's believed that Moore was living in the apartment alongside Middleton's body. The chief medical examiner says this morning the fetus, a boy who'd who who would have lived, that is, he said, had it been delivered at the time of the mother's death. Moore is also charged with first-degree murder for the death of a viable fetus in the case. WTOP at 12.04. If you live in Virginia, are more tax cuts on the way for you? Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin this week proposing a bill of more more dollars into proposing a billion more dollars, that is, into in tax reductions. He says the proposal will make the Commonwealth more competitive in the end with other states. We can do even more. Taxes are still too high. This round of $1 billion in cuts comes on top of $4 billion in tax relief already passed this year. The governor says even with a recession looming, the state can afford it. He wants a drop in the corporate tax rate from 6 to 5%, as well as lowering the income tax rate by a quarter of a percent. He's also calling for an additional $2.6 billion in spending. Among the priorities, $427 million for education. COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated the learning loss. Some Democrats already pushing back, saying the cuts benefit corporations above those who need help most. Youngkin needs Democratic support to pass these budget amendments in the coming year. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. In the meantime, in Maryland, Governor Larry Hogan is making preliminary budget recommendations to Governor-elect Wes Moore at a time when the state has a big budget budget surplus. The state is roughly two and a half billion bucks in budget surplus. Maryland also has about three billion in its rainy day fund. Moore will submit his budget plan to the General Assembly on January 20th, two days after he takes office officially. 1206, the D.C. Council will likely make some big decisions come next week about the future of the city's embattled housing authority. This following the release of a scathing report earlier this year by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And ahead of those council votes, a group is reacting to the proposals on the table right now. From stories of rats running around to mold covering walls, the HUD report, which prompted action from D.C. lawmakers on conditions at D.C.'s public housing units, has resulted in emergency legislation, which will go for a vote next week. But the bill introduced by the city council chair, Phil Mendelson, and Mayor Muriel Bowser doesn't have the support of one group that helps D.C. residents find housing because the bill seeks to do away with the current D.C.H.A. board. He says the problem with this approach focusing on this board, like if they were the central problem, when really there's a host of problems and they all seem to you know, be centered with that executive staff and, and the staff in general. He does say another bill introduced by council members Alyssa Silverman and Brooke Pinto is more on the right track in his mind because it does leave room for community input. You can read more on this at WTOP.com. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. How a busy baker beat back foot pain. Meet Sanja. Brownies, cupcakes, cookies. I love to bake. There have been times when I've been on my feet for at least 12 hours. And that's how things went from sweet to sour. I had excruciating pain in both feet to a point where I had to limp out of the kitchen. So she called up a former foot pain sufferer. 
her big sister. She told me, you need to go to the Good Feet store and get some arch supports. Smart lady. It was an awesome experience. Scott took great care of my feet. He's the arch support specialist who fitted her. He was very patient, very knowledgeable. Scott was the man. Now Sandra can have her cake and bake it too. Oh yeah, my feet are very happy now. You're going to have to make some cookies for Scott. I've already done that. Of course you did. The Good Feet Store has seven locations in greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com for the location nearest you. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Good Feet Store. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. It's Friday, December 16th. Welcome to WTOP. Glad you're with us this midnight hour, 1208 to be a good Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Driving and weather on the eights, and when it breaks, good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. A lot of green lines around. No work zones overnight because of the cruddy weather, but that's not the vacation you might think it would be because we have pretty cruddy road conditions, if I'm honest. Not great anyway with the rain that we've had for the last 24 hours and a little bit more now. That has reduced our footing, so extra caution. It's a lot of people slip sliding away on some of those tighter curves and some of those cloverleaf ramps. We have lots of issues in Maryland to start with. On 97 southbound, three separate incidents around Newcut Road. One right before exit 12 knocked down a light pole. Last report caller said it was the center lane getting by. The other issue that we had was on the ramp to exit 12 for Newcut Road, and that ramp may be blocked by the ongoing crash response. Then just beyond that, watch the left side. We've got crash activity beyond the ramps at Newcut Road, exit 12 on I-97 southbound. I think that is on the left shoulder, but as they are on the shoulder, you will need to move over to that center lane. They do get that right of way. That's now Maryland state law. The crash on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway was inside the Beltway northbound near 202, was over on the left side. Unclear whether it still is. Virginia Beltway, he tried to say. The interloop crash now clearing from the right side near exit 46 for Route 123, and that one should be getting back to right here pretty soon. But again, expect some delays as the tow trucks get done with the job there. On 123, the earlier crash southbound near Boone Boulevard. That is now gone from the right side. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars and trucks and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit FitzMall.com today. I'm Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. We've got some colder air that's going to be making its way in across our area, but not on our Friday. Starting off on a pretty good note here, but some wet roads. Give yourself some extra time this morning. High temperatures in the afternoon, getting up into the mid to upper 40s, a little bit on the breezy side, and really cold air moves in for the weekend. Highs in the low 40s on Saturday. Wind chills in the 30s. Highs in the upper 30s to around 40 on Sunday with wind chills in the 20s most of the day. Going to be a chilly weekend for sure. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 38 degrees in Gaithersburg, 42 in Arlington, 47 in Lanham. We're at 39 degrees in our nation's capital. Midnight hour, Friday morning, December 16th. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us. This check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning, it's 1211 on WTOP. Holiday season is here, and that means traveling to see family and friends near and far. 
It also means a big hit to your wallet, with gas prices still at record highs. But thanks to a free app from Upside, you can celebrate the holidays by putting money back into your wallet. Just download the free Upside app and start earning cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Some families are earning back hundreds of dollars just by using Upside. Cashing out is quick and easy. Just transfer your earnings to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card. Upside users have already earned back nearly $300 million. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of money back from high gas prices. Just download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use code CAR29 for an additional 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's code CAR29. When you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon back on your first tank of gas. Cash back is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. This is WTOP News. WTOP now at 212. Good morning. Glad you're with us. Now we turn to a follow-up this morning on a story WTOP has actually been updating for you for years. How excited would you be to have, say, a metro station in Georgetown? Or how about getting to National Harbor on Metro Rail? These plans have actually been discussed for, in some cases, decades. But as NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss tells us this early morning, now the federal dollars may finally be there to get these projects underway. I think the big news here is that the new general manager is understanding that if he wants to get this project done, now is the time. At a board meeting last week, he was telling his board and Metro officials that, look, the federal money that's been given to public transportation or allocated for projects like this, it exists right now. But you go four or five years down the line, all that money will likely be dried up. And there's never any guarantee that that kind of money is going to be available again. And so what he's saying is this project, which will have a price tag, in the billions, no doubt. And it's not going to be able to be done without any sort of federal funding. So the the general manager is saying, let's get an alternative plan identified, and then we can go ahead and apply for federal funding and then take the next step from there. Talk about the blue line loop. Tell us more about what would be happening there with it. The Blue Line Loop is just one of the possibilities for how the Blue Line could be split and sent off into a different direction. This one makes a lot of sense if you take a look at it from a perspective of where it goes in terms of Georgetown, National Harbor, going across the Wilson Bridge, which does have space for a heavy rail line, and then linking back up to the existing metro system. The real issue here with the Blue Line is that the Roslyn station right now, as it is, is becoming way too crowded trying to get the silver, orange, and blue lines all through there at the same time. So metro planners are realizing that if they want to unlock what is the bottleneck of the metro system, the Roslyn station, they're going to have to build another tunnel under the Potomac in that area at some point. Now, some people who claim to know local history believe that the people of Georgetown fought tooth and nail to keep a metro station out of their neighborhood all these years and all these decades. Is that really true? Well, Dimitri, this part of our D.C. history is actually never been proven to be completely true. It's actually more urban myth and urban legend than anything else. And if you go back and you start taking a look at the reason why Georgetown never got a metro station in the first place when the metro system was being built in the 60s and 70s, is that the rock in that area, the geology, was really hard to dig through. It was something that prevented the planners and the construction crews at that time from getting in there. The thinking now 
nowadays is that construction has come far enough along that building a new station in there would be totally doable. But that part that Georgetown residents, while some Georgetown residents might be happy that there's not a metro station there, there was never really a huge pushback to building a station there. What's your final thought about all this? I think it's exciting to think about new metro extensions, right? I mean, this isn't the only one that people are talking about. There's a lot of people who wanted to go to Prince William County to go down Route 1 in Fairfax County toward Fort Belvoir. Some people wanted to go to BWI. Everyone has their own metro extension that they want to see happen. I think personally what Metro really needs to do now that the Silver Line is open is they really need to focus on increasing the frequency of trains and buses, focus really heavily on what they have right now and making that work perfectly and then we can get into some of the other stuff. But this really what we're talking about here with the Blue Line splitting off, this is years and years down the line. Talking Metro Rail this morning, NBC4 Transportation reporter and WTOP alum Adam Tuss with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Let's check in for the first midnight hour hit this Friday morning with Rob Woodford. If you listen to the Capitals, they played as well as they had throughout their five-game win streak, but it still came to an end with a 2-1 loss to the Dallas Stars, Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, I mean, that's the frustrating part about hockey. I thought we played really well tonight, and, you know, they got that uh, the power play goal and then a, a lucky bounce. I think we were looking for a bounce like that all night, and we couldn't get one. Lindgren made 24 saves, while his counterpart, Jake Ottinger, more than doubled that with 45 saves to prevent Alex Ovechkin from tying Gordy Howe for second on the all-time goal list, but Ovi did notch his 645th assist on Connor Sheary's 10th goal of the season. That ties Ovi with Bobby Orr for 70th in assists all time. Now on Thursday night football, the San Francisco 49ers clinched the NFC West title with a 21-13 win in Seattle. That pushes the Seahawks even further in the commander's rearview mirror in the NFC wildcard race, but Washington has a banged-up offensive line and their top two running backs were limited in practice, so Dave Preston said in this week's D.C. Sports Subtle. Do you hate to see the offense run dry? Taylor's been able to make a lot of plays behind a makeshift offensive line. He's, they've been able to make the whole of this offense equal more than the sum of its parts. And you're worried that, gosh, is this where the things finally crater? We break down the primetime matchup with the Giants, rant further about tie games in the NFL, and discuss whether it's time to worry about the Terps in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. Stories on WTOP this early morning. The Senate votes on a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. Experts and D.C. leaders got together this week to discuss the city's plan for reducing gun violence. And the Biden administration is being blocked from getting rid of the Trump era remaining in the Trump era remain in Mexico program. It's titled federal judge in this case has put White House efforts on hold for now. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Midnight hour, Friday morning, December 16th at 1218. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s. First, as always, over to Ian Crawford. We start again in Maryland. Boy, that area around Newcut Road along I-97 Southbound got hit like a piñata with three separate incidents in the span of about 45 minutes. Now, trying to get some fresh information on this one because the cameras are not of much help. But originally, we had the crash southbound on the I-97 before Newcut Road and brought down a light pole over on the right side. I think that right side may still be blocked. On Onward, we get to the ramp for 97, for uh, 
from 97 southbound onto New Cut Road. That ramp may be blocked for crash activity. Again, no camera view here and no updates from the scene or from the front of the line. Maybe you've got one. You can do it safely. Give me a call, 866-304-WTOP. The one that we can kind of see is going to be beyond all that southbound on I-97 after New Cut Road. Watch for the crash. I believe it's going to be on the shoulder left. Should be out of the travel lanes. 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway between the beltways running without delay. Inside the beltway, the earlier crash northbound near 202 is gone. Across the Bay Bridge, it looks like we have all lanes available and passable, but with caution because of the slick conditions we had there and everywhere, thanks to all this rain that we picked up since late on Wednesday night. On the Virginia side, 95 and 395 are quiet. We may have some new crash activity. Outer loop ramp to Route 7 through Tyson's. Looks like we may have had one slide off the ramp at exit 47 with caution, but I believe a tow truck there to help hoist that, pro- that person up out of the grass. The inner loop crash we had near 123, that is now gone. Travel lanes have been reopened. Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. Yeah, we're tracking what should be a pretty chilly couple of days here. Your Friday, not too bad. Going to be a little breezy, but we will see some sunshine. High temperatures in the mid to upper 40s, so temperatures close to average for this time of year. But as we make our way into the weekend, yeah, that's when the cold air moves in. Highs only in the low 40s on Saturday with a wind chill in the 30s all day. Sunday, really cold. Highs in the upper tw- upper 30s to around 40 with wind chills in the 20s just about all afternoon. So bundle up this weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 42 at the Wharf in D.C. this morning as well in Oxon Hill. 38 in Sterling. We are at 40 degrees straight up and holding at our nation's capital. Midnight hour, December 16th, Friday morning. This check brought to you this morning by Dulles Glass. For all your glass, mirror, and shower door needs, visit Dulles Glass. DullesGlass.com. Love your glass. Good morning. Welcome into WTLP where the time is 1221. Glad you're with us. We know you're listening to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather on your commute. But what about when you're at home? Listening to WTOP on your smart speaker is easy. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP. Or, okay, Google, play WTOP. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. At home, on your smart speaker. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. What are you getting Jan for Christmas? I'm thinking jewelry, but time got away from me, and now I have to figure something out. I know who can help. Dominion Jewelers. I thought they only did custom jewelry. Oh, they make amazing custom jewelry and also have a huge selection of already made pieces that you can get today. Dominion Jewelers, delivering a full collection of custom-made bracelets, earrings, and necklaces, ready to wrap for the holidays today. With Dominion Jewelers, you're never out of time. Dominion Jewelers Custom Jewelry, in the heart of Falls Church. By appointment only. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 1222 Friday morning. Glad you're with us. The Rub the Popcorn, you know we're going to the movies. New this weekend, the sequel to Avatar. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth. And after your death. This morning, film critic Kristen Toto on Avatar 2, The Way of Water, which is out actually 13 years after the original. It's got some of the same flaws as the first Avatar, but it is a ride. It is a spectacle. It looks amazing. And as much as I am a grumpy when it comes to 3D films, 
no one does 3D quite like James Cameron, and no one tells stories quite like him either. Now, it's set in Pandora once again. We've got our heroes from the first film. They're married. They've got children. They're happy. But then those sky people, the people from Earth, come calling, and they want to use this planet because the Earth is dying. And, of course, they're not exactly gentle and polite when it comes to getting what they want. So there's a conflict here again, and it pushes our heroes to the sea where much of the new film is set. Again, gorgeous, spectacular. You just can't say enough about the visuals. And James Cameron, the director, really is a, a fun storyteller. There are so many problems here, lots of plot holes, but he's putting on a razzle-dazzle show, and you really have to love and admire that. So for all the flaws, this is really enjoyable. I certainly recommend it. I can't imagine how different it will be at home without the 3D, without the big screen, because you want to see it in that setting as much as possible. Can we talk about a trend that we continue to see when it comes to Avatar or Doctor Strange or something from Marvel, people are going to rush to the theaters and fill those seats. But when it comes to other, we could say, in many cases, well-made movies, Oscar-bait films, it's crickets at the theater right now. Yeah, so one thing I feared as the pandemic ebbed, and it seemed like people were indeed going back to theaters, what about the more mature, the more sophisticated, the more adult-oriented stories? Will people see them in theaters? Now, there have been select examples where they have. Elvis certainly had an older skewing audience at very well all over the summertime. The Woman King made decent amount of money at the box office. Again, older skewing, but we've seen movies like She Said and Tar and Till and The Fablemans and Bones and All just really struggling in the marketplace. So this could be a blip or this could be the new normal where maybe those films go straight to streaming or they pop up on video on demand services and then the razzle dazzle the big Marvel movies maybe they occupy the theater you know it's too soon to tell but the early indications are that could be where things are headed maybe the 2023 Oscar season will tell a different story breaking stuff for you to watch this weekend that's Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com on Skype with our Dimitri Sotis you are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The time now is 12.25. Money News, each half hour at 25 and 55 on TOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street heads into the Friday session with stocks lower for the week. A punishing sell-off yesterday erased all of the market's weekly gains as bad economic news and fears of higher for longer interest rates next year sent investors running for the exits. The Nasdaq led the retreat, falling more than 3%. Customer service agents at Southwest Airlines have approved a five-year contract that includes pay hikes of more than 25%. It comes as United Airlines announces an agreement in principle with the Teamsters on a contract covering 10,000 mechanics and other workers. It's now up to the House to consider banning TikTok from government-issued phones and other devices after the Senate voted unanimously this week to do so. Lawmakers from both parties are urging the White House to address national security concerns raised by the Chinese-owned app. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Nothing will flatter her more than Mervis Diamond ear studs. She'll wear them every day. It's the one essential she'll never take off. Mervis Diamond ear studs are classic. They're the ideal accessory. Our studs are brighter and flash more. That's my guarantee. It's the world-famous Mervis quality which creates that blaze of light. Mervis Diamonds are so brilliant, it's rude not to stare. Mervis proudly shows the most diamond ear studs. We offer all sizes and prices. Starting at just $500 for gorgeous half carats, our unrivaled collection includes studs from modest to truly grand. 
The amazing thing is the Mervis value, which makes our Diamedia studs so affordable. For the rest of time, you can trade up your Mervis Diamedia studs for larger, and we'll apply the full purchase price. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Just bring your studs back whenever you're in the mood and keep moving up. All you pay is the difference. Mervis.